and welcome to the latest episode of The Cyber Cookie. I am Dara Reynolds and I'll be your host and today we are joined by a very special guest, Jacques Sauvé. Jacques is CEO of a cybersecurity consulting company in Canada and we'll be finding out about Jacques' journey in cybersecurity, what the landscape looks like in Canada and how it compares to Ireland. We'll also be discussing the Canadian cybersecure framework for SMBs and what learnings we can take for that. If you like what you hear, please follow, like and share our podcast on whatever platform you listen to right now so we can reach a wider audience. Now, without further ado, let's dive in. Hey, Jack, how are you? Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, sir. I'm grand, as you would say in Ireland. Uh, So good morning, everyone, or good afternoon, wherever you are. Good night, if you're listening to this at night. (laughs) Yeah, that's the beauty of podcasts. Uh, Anytime, 24-7. Even on the treadmill, unfortunately, there you go. for some of us. Um, great to see you again. Uh, we, we have a little bit of a history, so uh, Jacques, I'll let you explain what that is now in a minute. But um, you're you're joining us from Quebec this morning? I am from uh, southeastern Quebec, close to the uh, U.S. border with Vermont. So uh, for those who don't know, Quebec was founded by the French. So my descendants, my, my ancestors uh, came here over 400 years ago from France to, to fight in the Indian Wars. And the surveys have been here ever since. And so today in within Canada, uh, Quebec is still very predominantly French. We're kind of the, uh, you know, we, we stand out like a sore thumb within North America. But uh, hey, it, we, it's a beautiful culture and language. And um, yeah, it's a beautiful area of the world, too. A little bit of European culture. Uh, there you go. Extend it to the other side of the world. I know it's it's great. And I really love that translate now button on LinkedIn. It lets me see exactly yes. what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I figure when and you start commenting job. and liking my posts that are in French, then I'm going like, okay, either he's been really deep diving into French or he's using the translate button. <laughs> yeah, no, I have um, leaving Sarah French all right, but it, it doesn't extend that far. Actually, reading is not too bad, but speaking is a, is a whole different yeah. kettle of fish. But uh, that's, that's, that's the, the, the beauty of the uh, the Irish educational system but um perhaps um y- you're a CEO of your, your own business so you might get into that but just could you let our listeners know how you got into cybersecurity in the first place uh, Jacques yes it, it, well it's a long you know it's a long story I've been in IT now for over 33 years hence for those who can't see us uh, the gray hair um, but, uh, I, you know, I started back in the early nineties, obviously at that time, as anybody with gray hair or no more hair uh, will remember, it was all Novell networks everywhere. So I started my career with Novell networks and I fought with that till, uh, 2016. So I was one of the last, I had my own consulting company back then. At one point we had up to 15 employees. We were doing Novell projects, um, all over North America. And it was really cool. We were probably the last Novell Platinum partner in, at least in Canada. And so I got to travel quite a bit across North America. At one point, I even got invited down to Sydney, Australia by a partner over there to work on something called Novell Vibe and to train them and to go meet their customers. So really cool. Ended up closing that in 2016 because obviously the Novell market disappeared. And that was I, um, prior to Windows, was it, or around the same time? No, well, at, at, so a few things happened in 2016. One, by then, Novell had already been sold or acquired uh, maybe two times within the space of three years. So people were kind of losing confidence. And then the other thing that was happening was uh, the the we were seeing Microsoft 365 starting up and blooming and so a lot of people were just throwing in the towel and moving to microsoft and when you know my fault i'll take it on my shoulders i was not quick enough to rebrand 
the company in, in terms of letting people know that we were also doing Microsoft. I had some I had some guys who were absolutely brilliant with Microsoft, with AD and whatever we needed. I was doing some Microsoft 365 myself, but to most of our customers, we were the Novell guys. And so I ended up closing that in 2016, went to work for a buddy of mine that I've known for, well, at this point, over well over 30 years. He had a company. They were out of Montreal. And at the time, just uh, I was living out in Western Canada. I moved to Western Canada in 2014 to help expand you know, my market, my company over there. And we were doing quite well because oil and gas in, in Alberta. So for those who don't know Alberta, Alberta is kind of the Texas of Canada. That's where all the oil and gas is. So lots of money. Um, but, uh, yeah, ended up closing that. And I went to work for my buddy who's had a company out of Montreal. They were doing e-discovery software. So, you know, indexing, exchange, group-wise, whatever, file system so that you could do e-discovery against it. Really cool. I learned about, uh, at this point, I got into the world of um, information governance, which was a whole different thing from networking and all that stuff. And I did some certifications in that. It was It was interesting. It's not... It's not a passion of mine. It's an important part of cybersecurity, but it's For not sure. a passion of mine. Now, to be fair, at this point, I'm not touching cybersecurity at all. Um, but mm-hmm. we'll we'll get back to that later. Cybersecurity, uh, at, it, it essentially, is good cyber is good IT hygiene. You take care of your foundation properly. Well, you've already got a good foundation for your cybersecurity. So, anyways, 2020, um, his company wasn't you know not. They not, I wouldn't say not doing too well, but there were some issues with sales and stuff, and I was let go along with a few others. And so at that point, oil had gone down <laughs> tremendously, uh, the price of oil. And so, you know, Calgary, Alberta wasn't doing really well. We had a very left-wing socialist government that was essentially ruining the province. Yeah. And yeah, so, phony, and look, uh, was, global pandemic or something came along. No, to, not yet. The, so this was the price this, of oil. <laughs> so I lost my job. Sorry, in 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 the fall of 2019. So the pandemic was just on the horizon. Nobody knew what that was going to turn into yet. Yeah. Um, and so my wife, I looked at my wife and I said, "Okay, well, where's where's there a lot of technology? We didn't want to move back to Quebec, but where are there opportunities in terms of technology and everything?" And of course, I thought of Ireland. Ireland is huge when it comes to technology, right? Um, sure. And so I said. And we'd gone in 2015 to visit. We loved it. We, you know, we both had the sense of, oh, yeah, I could live here. Um, and so we said, I said to her, should I look for something? And I came over to Ireland in January 2020, job hunting. And that's where I went to work for someone where you were, right? And that's where you and I got to meet. And we had a lot of great discussions and all that. And um, sure. But, yeah, three weeks after we got there, everything shut down. Yeah, it was really unfortunate. It was. I, I do so, recall being at a conference with you, and you were you were one of the key speakers at the at the, at the conference. It was it was yes. a room full of accountants. Yes. And you got up on stage and you said, you know, what if what if you know um, something happened and you couldn't go into your office on Monday? What what would you do? You know, and that was a really really important question because I could see yeah. the vibe in the room, people looking very serious and stern. You know, I think at that at that stage, digital digital transformation was only kind of getting yeah. off the ground. I think people said, well, look, I'd still get, you know, email on my phone. But like after that, I'm in big, big, big trouble, you know. So <laughs> that 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 memory is, yeah. is etched in my brain uh, from our from our trip to Cork that day. You know, yes, and Cork, yes, that was one of my I first kind of uh, experiences, which, uh, you know, obviously you're a very inspiring uh, sp- speaker. And uh, that was one of my first uh, experiences uh, with, with you on that. So, um, 
yeah, yeah so so things didn't turn out unfortunately in ireland we were so happy to be there we love ireland we love the irish people your dairy products are out of this world um the clon kilty breakfast sausage Good on the weekend oh man you pointed me to that you know loved it and i miss that tremendously so yeah, yeah we absolutely Beer. miss ireland <laughs> but for all sorts of reasons uh personal yeah. and professional and of course the biggest one being the pandemic i was dealing at the time with five recruiting firms across ireland because as you remember my part of my job was hiring uh technical folks and i told them at this point it's like look look for something for me at this point right and help me relocate and front of this thing yeah yeah and then but you know everything was shut down nobody was hiring so yeah. six months later august we decided to just pack it up and come back to quebec um for all sorts of reasons and look we've settled in the country but you know when i came back i said i wasn't too sure where i was gonna end up and some of my buddies including that guy that i worked for uh, in the e-discovery world he he sent some opportunities my way and i ended up again finding myself uh, consulting with SMB customers and I love SMB customers. I've worked with, you know, all sorts of companies from SMB to huge enterprise. My yeah. favorite is by far the SMB. Uh, what, what are you talking about? 25 employees? Oh, anything 500? from five to yeah. hundred, 200, you know, here yeah, in Quebec, yeah. just like Ireland, um, Quebec and Canada is made up 90% of SMBs. Uh, so companies. very typical to find companies. 10 to 25 users. That's probably the yeah. bulk of our market. And I love working with these folks because one, I, uh, I have a love of entrepreneurship. I admire these entrepreneurs, these builders of our economy, both in Ireland yeah. and Canada. Risk takers and yeah, the, the ones who take the risk to build innovators. something and hire people, right? And they're, they're Without them, you know, we wouldn't really have much. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I really, so I came back and I started consulting but based on some of my experiences in Ireland, where I noticed that, wow, entrepreneurs are really not addressing cybersecurity. That's a, that's a huge issue. And so I started delving into that world and got into it. Um, I got introduced to some folks. We have an amazing cybersecurity community here in Quebec. Uh, we have something called the Hackfest every um, every fall. And it's, just, it's a French um, conference. It usually yeah. takes place in Quebec City or close to. It is the biggest Hackfest, French Hackfest in North America. So it's, like it's B-sides very cool. I got or something like that. It's like B-sides. Have you ever, ever heard of B-sides? Yeah, something like that. So yeah. there's sessions yeah, and presentations. And so I got involved too uh, very early in, in March of 2021. I got introduced to the founder, one of the founders of Hackfest. And they have a, a podcast here in Quebec called La French Connection. It's a French podcast, but we call it La French it. Connection, where we talk really in, about topics around cybersecurity. And I've been doing that with them now for three years. I've presented twice at the Hackfest. I love presenting. You were just mentioning the presentation at Cork. Um, so and then, and I started my own podcast last year where I interview in French. I interview folks from the cybersecurity industry to find out how they got to where they are today in cybersecurity. Very and cool. I, I got to tell you, uh, Dara, at this point in my career, 33 plus years into my IT career, my biggest regret is that I did not get into cybersecurity earlier because it is a fascinating yeah. field. Um, very interesting. Well, at least for geeks like me. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and, um, you know, it's, yeah, it's just, it's a fascinating field. It's really interesting. Well, and I, yeah, the, the last 10 years, what a ride, you know, every, oh, every absolutely. morning you wake up, you check the internet news feeds and there's, there's breaches all over the world. It's some of the biggest companies in the world, supply chain, ransomware, you name oh, it, yeah. you know, hacking Constantly. groups coming out of China, coming out of Russia, you know the battle between Russia and you know Ukraine on the, on a digital front is 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 really ca- captivating, 
And then yeah. if you can bring that back into your own business where it's B2B and you're helping, you know, your client, um, you know, safeguard their business, uh, their reputation, right. their digital assets, their financial, you know, certainty Absolutely. as well. You know, you're, you're doing something for the greater good as well. And I think that's a huge part of why, you know, we love this uh, industry so much. Yeah. And, and just for the, to use some of the terminology that we can introduce to your listeners, you know, in, in cybersecurity, we have what's called red team, blue team, or offensive, defensive, right? So red team would be the pen testers. People, I think like you guys offer those services where Correct. companies can pay you to see if you can hack into their systems. It's, it's vital work, right? You need to see where the vulnerabilities are. Um, blue team or defensive is what I do is I help customers or these small businesses put in place mitigations against these cyber attacks. Like what can we do to help prevent a cyber attack? All the protections because cybersecurity is not one thing. It's, it's, I all, I call it Shrek Sonyan. Remember Shrek the movie? And they go out, <laughs> he goes off with donkey and he goes and, and yeah, Donkey's yeah, asking yeah, a bunch yeah. of questions and he goes and, and Shrek goes, well, Ogres are like onions, and then he goes, they stink? He goes, no, layers, they have layers, right? Onions have layers, yeah, ogres like have layers. Analogy, yeah. Well, so I call it Shrek's onion because that's what cybersecurity is. It's layers of protections. It's not yeah. one thing you do. Yeah, so, I think a lot of people put a lot of stock into, you know, endpoint protection and stuff like that, thinking it's, oh. a, it's, a, it's a one one for all solution. But as we know, if a hacker really wants to hack you, you know, they'll get in. Oh yeah, um, it's it's how you respond. It's how your defense mechanisms kick in. It's it, it's how you know well your data is, is is backed up, encrypted, all that kind of stuff. So there's 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 multiple layers to it. So absolutely, um, and that's what you know we're in business to do. Um, provide those layers and you know work with work with individual customers and see what their requirements are and you know what their their appetite yep. and budget and everything else is. And and I think that's one of the main reasons why. Um, I wanted to speak to you today was around i saw you making comments around cyber secure canada um for our listeners would would you like to just um inform us of, of what that is and what the mission of uh, cyber secure canada is for sure so uh, cyber cyber secure canada is a cybersecurity framework uh, that was designed for small business now it was uh, put together i think initially by industry canada um they define small business as 500 or less employees, which, you know, for Canada and Quebec is <laughs> we get into the medium of the SME, right? Um, and so it's a list of controls. It started off as something, I think it was 14 or 16 controls. They modified the list January 2023. We came out, they came out with a new document, a new uh, standard. Um, and it is now 18 controls. And so it's divided uh, into... Well, first we have what's called the um, organizational controls. There are four of them. And these deals with leadership. Like who, you know, and, and it's and it's funny because at yeah. the last HackFest, I took one of my customers with me who got his cybersecurity certification back in October. I asked him, hey, would you mind presenting with me and talking about your experiences getting through? And he's a small engineering firm of 15 employees. That's it. Right. And he aimed for this. And he told everybody on stage, he says, look, if you don't have the backing of your CEO and upper management and leadership, then forget it. Don't even start down that path, right? It, the, the entrepreneur himself, the leader, has to understand that cybersecurity is something important. So it starts with leadership and then accountability. Who is accountable for, for, this, for this effort of securing your business? Then we get into cybersecurity training. Well, what are you doing to train your employees in terms of yeah, cybersecurity? Because that's important. 
your your employees have access to your systems, your data, your credentials. They all have part of the responsibility on their shoulders. So it's very important to train. And, and it's not a question of making them cybersecurity experts. Just teach them about why it's important. Um, it's a and, culture. And, you're, you're, yeah, and teach them about... Cultivating a culture in, in the business. Yeah. Exactly, and, te- and, and teach them about some of the tactics used by, you know, the cyber bad guys. And so, and make, it's got to be, I always say, I always tell the customers, it's cybersecurity, at, to some extent, has to be part of your corporate discussion. Like, you don't want to get on everybody's nerves every day with it, but, you know, during your monthly meetings or weekly meetings, just a little item on the agenda to talk, hey, people, remember, be careful, you know, we'd rather you be more suspicious than less. And then the last organizational control is about uh, risk assessment. So they encourage you to do a risk assessment. What are the potential cyber risks to your organization? Now, those are the four organizational controls. I find them boring. I mean, you have to do them, but that's not my favorite part. The next ones are what's called the baseline controls. And that's where I enjoy working, the technical Bond stuff. Right? So, <laughs> so stuff like having an incident response plan. Like how many go. people, how many organizations have a response plan? Right, they wait till it's too late. Oh, what do yeah. we do now? Everything's and, been and printed out in paper, so it's not yeah, and printed out in paper. <laughs> and, and yes, they part of the audit is show me that you have a paper copy of your incident response plan. Nice, nice. And then there's some very basic stuff, such as making sure you're patching your operating systems and your applications. You're enabling security software, right? So antivirus, anti-malware, EDR, XDR, whatever you're using. Um, securely configure your devices. Yeah, it's unbelievable how some people work, especially small businesses. They work as, you know, they using admin accounts on their workstations all the time and or they work as Microsoft 365 administrators all the time. Like, no, you don't do that. Um, using strong authentication for your for all your applications and stuff, like two-factor authentication, multi-factor authentication, right? We keep we keep hammering that in. And but I always warn, and I, I I think you saw my post on LinkedIn this earlier this week or late last week, where I was thinking, yeah, we like to scream MFA from the top of all the roofs, right? But don't get this false sense of security. There is still a lot of possibilities to to capture an MFA login and and still get into a system. Uh, so we got to be careful. Backup and encrypt your data. Well, of course, make sure you have good backups. Establish basic perimeter defenses. So, yeah, make sure you've got a good firewall, VPN, all that stuff, but that you're protecting your data. And then, of course, we talk about access control and authorization, right? So how are you, how are you authenticating your users and providing access to the data? So, uh, and then the next, the last set of controls has to do, you know, they call it controls by operating environment. So you have to look at secure mobility. So what are you doing about mobile devices? You know, yeah. users remote, have that remote workers as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. remote workers. Yeah. So they're home PCs, but also they're iPhones and tablets and they all want to connect. And and then, you you know, you have the same dilemma where um, a lot of people, a lot of organizations, especially SMEs, it's all BYOD, right? It's personal devices. And so employees are often like, well, I don't want you to control my device, right? Yeah, no way. But, you know, they want to install Outlook and SharePoint and Teams and they want to have access to all your corporate data. So, hey, buddy, let's let's compromise a little bit here. Of course, if, if people are using stuff like um, Microsoft Intune and stuff, well, they can sandbox those Microsoft applications yeah, and protect sure. the data. Right. Um, if you're outsourcing your IT services, well, how confident are you that, you know, Microsoft is protecting your data or whatever external organization that you're outsourcing to? Uh, is protecting your data, secure websites, secure portable data. Well, 
And one one easy one is uh, point of sale or financial systems. And in this one, they talk about being PCI compliant if you're taking payments and PCI compliant. Now, sure, if you're if you're in retail, if you're working with customers who have retail outlets and cash, you have to deal with that. Um, so you have to justify how that data is protected. I've not had a customer uh, retail customer yet. And honestly, most of the customers fall into one of two categories here for me in the SMB market. One is either they don't take credit card payments, right? It's business to business. Or if they do, they use a third party like Stripe. And so they offload that, you know, that responsibility. And, um, And then having logs, you know, gather your logs, make sure you're logging events. Right. So that's cybersecurity in a nutshell, uh, cybersecurity Canada. So it, it's a question of like any cybersecurity framework, deploying those controls, making sure you're putting them into production and then documenting them. Right. It's important to document with evidence. Yeah, sure. We do MFA. Here's a screenshot of, you know, how everybody has MFA enforced. Um, and then once you've documented all that, well, you know, you just uh, here in Canada, we have three companies, three organizations that are accredited auditors. And so okay. you call up one of these auditors and you go, hey, I'm, they audit all your controls. They look at everything you've documented. They do checks and they go, yep, OK, he's walking the talk. And so you get your Cybersecure Canada certification, which is good for two years. And your badge now, on your email, yeah. uh, signature, website, the whole lot so your customers can see, hey, I've, 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 I've walked the walk, I've talked the talk. I, I, exactly. I, can, now, I can now say for sure that I'm um, doing my best in, in terms of cybersecurity controls and yeah. um, and it's, it's, um, it's Yeah, so I always tell people, look, there's a marketing aspect to this. To your point, yeah. you can put on your website, email signatures, product brochures, whatever. It basically just lets your employees, customers, partners, potential investors know that you've done the work. Sure. And do you walk um, them, do you help them with the controls? Because it sounds like there's a lot there, you know, fit, whatever, 18 controls. It, it sounds like a lot, there's a lot of work to do there. So is that something that you would help them with? And, and do they get any financial assistance from the government? Yes. Yes, there are. Um, well, this customer, this particular customer that I spoke about who came to present with me at Hackfest, he did get some um, uh, some funding from a federal program called IRAP, the Industrial Research Assistance Program, because he does R&D and engineering. And so He's part of that program, and he was able to get some some funding to help pay for my time to help him. Yeah. Most SMEs um, would not have all the skills and, and knowledge necessary to put all these things into practice. So just like any cybersecurity framework, you need you know a company like Comsec to accompany you uh, and help you down that path. And yeah. and but it's well worth it because you know you guys know what to do, you know how to do it, and you know why to do it. Um, and, and then you work with the customer to put these things into place and then they get certifications. Um, but, you know, whether it's Cybersecure Canada or the CIS controls or NIST or whatever, ISO 27001, which is typically too big for most SMEs. Um, and then you, you, we can talk later, you're, you guys look at your, you're developing, you know, Ireland is developing its own cybersecurity framework. Here's the key, though, what I always tell my customers. The goal should not be the certification. The goal of doing the work should be that, hey, you're protecting your company, right? Because there's a number that goes around in the cybersecurity world, and I don't know if you guys use it. The only problem is we don't know from what study it comes from, but we say that it is said that 60% of SMEs who suffer a serious cyber attack go bankrupt. They can't recover. I've seen that stat, yeah. Right? So, 
Mr. and Mrs. Entrepreneur who may be listening to us, do you really want to lose your business because of, you know, a cyber attack, a cyber incident? No, you don't. Not not after all the years you have worked, you may have put into it, the effort, right? The, the blood, sweat, and tears, as we say, and the money. Um, so the goal should not be the certification. The goal is protecting your company. The result is the certification. Hey, cool. There's a reward, right? But don't yeah. do it for the certification. Do it to protect your company. Got it. Yeah, that's that's a that's a really strong message, uh, Jacques. Thanks for that. That's really good. Um, so you know, it, it, I think CyberSecure, uh, Canada, it's a bit like what what the what we're trying to do here in, in, in Ireland. So it's a it's a framework for for SMBs. Um, at the moment, it's called CI4, um, which stands for Cyber Ireland Four under the four pillars. So it's probably like the the four. Um, for uh, me uh, measures that 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 you were speaking about um, before the, the the control measures, so um, in terms of governance and and risk, so that's that's what's happening there. That's what's happening here in Ireland. So that's yet to be uh, put through the um, the uh, the national um, safety authorities to to mm -hmm. give a proper certification at the end of it. So I think it's kind of similar in that respect. And um, so, if I'm not mistaken, it, it's it's in it's in um, it's an action now the last, you know, two to three years in Canada. And what's the uptake been like in it from, from, from the SME community? It has been absolutely pathetic. <laughs> and that is because, sorry to, <laughs> uh, sorry to put it that way. Um, yeah. But it, it, and the, the reason is, you know, government failure. Uh, there are two words that are not an oxymoron. Um, but the, the, it has been the absolute failure of our federal government to market this to SMBs to say, hey, guys, you know, it, you should be doing this like you should be looking into it. Unfortunately, I just read last week that there's only something like 41 businesses in Canada uh, that have gotten their mm. certification. I'm proud that one of them population is of 40 million people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, it's a marketing issue. So, you know, lessons learned for Ireland. Well, if you're going to put together a framework or if the government or whoever's or some security committee is going to put together a framework, make sure it gets marketed out to your SME market. And, and don't forget to explain to them why, why they should care. And I'm sure, I, I don't know, maybe you can tell me if you're seeing the same thing in Ireland. The biggest issue we have here is... Cybersecurity is not important to to these entrepreneurs. They don't think about this. Or as my favorite line that I always say, because I'm often in the media here in, in Quebec and Canada, um, I'll often say, you know, cybersecurity isn't really important until it becomes important, right? And then it's too late. So that, uh, the, oh shit the challenge moment. was that that oh shit moment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and so, uh, and companies like Comsec, you know, I see your posts on LinkedIn. You're trying to to bring that top of mind to entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. uh, but the government has to do its part too. That to give, I don't know, some kind of incentive to yeah. companies to reach that certification. Uh, again, I, I'm saying don't make the certification the goal. The goal is protect your business. But mm -hmm. why would entrepreneurs do it? And that's the that's the message that that's very difficult to get through to entrepreneurs. Yeah, um, I, I think in, in one way as well, we've, we've seen some um, some certification or some compliance um, regulations coming in from from the EU and from the Irish government yeah. around um, um, critical 
uh, industries such as oil, water, uh, well, natural sure. resources, yeah. um, healthcare, um, financial um, markets uh, around. Um, there's a legislation called, well, you mentioned this too, and, and DORA. Um, so there will be um, regulatory requirements on the large organizations to put in these cybersecurity measures, yeah. but also their supply chain. So, th so mm -hmm. that's where the, the SMB co comes into it as well. So we're now seeing our customers getting um, surveys and uh, to fill in their cybersecurity details. Um, if they want to either work for a larger organization, provide services into them, or if they, if they want to be part of that supply chain. Yep. Yeah. So and I know have, have you seen anything like that in Canada? Uh, we, I can tell you that in the cybersecurity com uh, com community, we wish there would be that kind of pressure on SMBs to say, hey, if you're not Cybersecure Canada, we're not going to deal with you. You know, that would be one yeah, way to put yeah. pressure on these on these companies. Well, that's what Just happened like, in the UK with Cyber Essentials. Right. We, we've seen both UK and Irish companies t taking up that um, yeah. framework um, or certification. And it's similar. It's, it's audited as well by, by, yeah. by registered companies. You won't get the You won't get the business if you don't have the certification. So exactly. There has that, to be some that, kind that of is pressure a pretty good to do incentive, it. Yeah. Yeah. And I looked at your cyber cyber essentials or the UK cyber essentials, and it seems to be like almost a subset of Cybersecure Canada, although they address a lot of the same things. I mean, essentially, it's not rocket science, right? It's always the same things. And and, and until maybe you guys get your own framework, um, you know, I encourage SMEs to, well, fine, look at Cybersecure Canada. Look at the controls. You don't have to, you know, never mind about caring about getting the certification, but put the controls in place. Look at the CIS controls. Look at, you know, they're made for small yeah. businesses. You can do level one and start with that. Just start down the path. Talk to the folks at Comsec and, and get your, you know, that's a question I often get. And where do I start? And I always say, well, start by deciding that it's important to do something about your cybersecurity to protect your assets and your identities, right? And then you guys, like folks like Comsec, can help with that sort of stuff. And so, yeah, I encourage sure. anybody listening, if you've got a business, start caring about your cybersecurity. It's essential. It's a critical part of your business. Well, what's on the future? What's the future outlook for for Canada and cybersecurity? Like I've seen, I've seen Canada ranked you know 37th globally you know for security you know us was 43rd and australia mm -hmm. was 41st you know so is there is there i know particularly canadian organizations have been the um target of a lot of uh, large-scale cyber attacks i saw the banking federation or the banking watchdog you know saying it's 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 uh it's increasing high impact attacks on its uh, on its members mm -hmm. well we've in, seen in recent uh, year. Last year in Canada, one of the things we did see the most of is uh, DDoS, denial of service attacks on some of our Canadian websites from a pro-Russian group. They're no name, which is, I don't think yeah. they've gone after, I follow them on Instagram, I don't think they've gone after Ireland too much. They they keep hopping from one country to the next, but yeah. they started on Canada back in May last year, I think. Uh, and it's just denial of service attacks, right? You send so many requests to a website that you can't reach the website. And then Canada got into a spat with India <clears throat> last year, about in August. So we had some Indian groups that were doing the same thing to Canada. Uh, right. We've not uh, we've not seen any huge, serious cyber attacks on our on our critical infrastructure like energy, transportation, water treatment, communications. Uh, we haven't seen any of that, at least nowhere near what we expected with the whole you know geo geopolitical situation, because Canada has been. 
supporting Ukraine in their war against Russia. We've sent tanks, we've sent, you know, billions of dollars. <clears throat> but we, some of us kind of expected to see some, some cyber attacks against our critical infrastructure. <clears throat> Sorry, but um, yeah. it hasn't really materialized. Um, it, it's the biggest issue we see are small municipalities, private businesses, SMBs, what we've been talking about that are getting yeah. hit. Right? Getting so, hit by recreational cyber attacks or cyber yeah, crime. Yeah, we're all recreational. No, it's yeah, huge right. business. It's yeah, huge, it's huge, business. huge yeah, business. It's not really recreational. Yeah. What was the word I was looking for? It's uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> ransomware as a service. It's yeah. uh, Ransomware as a service, exactly. It's these groups that are organized to, to make money yeah. um, through know, tr- tr- Bitcoin and everything else. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. lots of fraud, lots of phishing. Um, it's it's a bit sad, but I always tell people we live in a world now where you absolutely have to be suspicious of everything, borderline paranoid. You yeah, know? yeah. Be wary of everything that that, eh, you know, doesn't look right. Doesn't. Yeah. So I, and especially I, I now, you know, one topic that we haven't touched at all, but now, especially with the rise of AI, right? You know, I was going to say that uh, and deepfakes <laughs> and all that stuff. I mean, AI yeah. is amazing. You can do some amazing stuff with it, right? Unbelievable. Um, I've I've messed around. I'm a bit of an AI oh, enthusiast, yeah. and uh, <clears throat> yeah, I've I've been messing around with it. And like considering, you know, 15 months ago, you know, we weren't using it uh, yeah. as 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 a consumer level, uh, and now, now we are, and and now we're using the APIs and um, you know, creating customer service bots. Not that we do that, but you know, some companies use customer service bots and you know all this kind of stuff. Um, yeah, but it's and, and yeah, you're saying deep fake, deep fakes, so deep fakes. Yeah, we saw so. it in Hong Kong a, re- a recent uh, a recent attack where they they had faked a whole meeting with the with the CEO with with some of the staff um, asking them yeah. to make a bank transfer. So yeah, and cut them all out. So yeah, that's uh, that's so that's, have that's, keywords, a, that's have big... passwords that you can verify that really is the person that you're talking to. You know, that's one tactic. Yeah. Um, but you know, a lot of people are afraid of AI. They think, oh, it's going to give the bad guys more tools to to yeah. hack into our networks faster. But hey, what's don't your, forget, what's it's your also going to give. Hey, what's your safe word? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's also going to give us defenders some very valuable tools. I've been looking at all the demos of Microsoft Security Copilot, and it looks absolutely amazing. When are we going to have access to that? I don't know. It's supposed to be this year. But it will also simplify defenders' jobs in terms of, yeah. you know, looking for signs and. Yeah, yeah we've we've seen it in cybersecurity tools, you know, seam tools, SOAR tools, that sort of thing, where you know, escalation of, um, yeah. of alerts and stuff like that. So it's been very useful in in that, in that respect. So yeah, look, you fight fire with fire. It's a double-edged sword. You got to be careful with it. Um, I think one thing in Ireland that you know, on a consumer level, we've been plagued with, you know, uh, smishing. Um, yeah. We seen with a, a recent attack in the MGM in Las Vegas that there was a, a vishing attack, a you know social social engineering attack yep. of a of an IT mm-hmm. worker who rang up looking for a password, you know, um, credentials and, and got a them. A thirty nine billion dollar company got had by a ten minute phone call. Think of that, right? There you go. There's yeah, no hacking it, involved. They just called go. up and asked for a password. And that's where your training comes in, you know. That's uh, that's where the cybersecurity training comes in, uh, you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah, look, and I, 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 how's the the needle moving in terms of awareness for cybersecurity in Canada? Is it is it moving in the right direction? Um, I'd like to think so. We have something called the Canadian Cybersecurity Center. They do a lot of work trying to get the word out about stuff. But um, and you know, I, I often, like I said, I often get. Um, uh, involved in local media by, by local I mean the province of Quebec the French news channel actually and about 
45 minutes, I'm getting interviewed about uh, some other stuff, some other uh, cybersecurity stuff. And they always say, well, what do we do? And I keep telling the media folks, like, well, keep doing what you're doing. Talk about it. Yeah. Right? Get guys like me and some of my colleagues. We're, we're a few here in the province that we're always in the media and talking about these these issues. And I, say, I always tell them, just keep talking about it. Make noise about it. Like, that's how people will hear about it. But in terms of, unfortunately, I'd like to tell you, you know, we're heading in the right direction. Unfortunately, there's, we're not, we're not getting, we don't have great leadership here in Canada right now. Everything's falling apart. Um, you know, our, our current prime minister, I think, is finished. And uh, there's a scandal exploding here around what's called the Arrive Can app, which was developed during the pandemic to, for Canadians coming back into Canada. And uh, it was supposed to be an application that was supposed to cost $80,000. It has now ballooned to something like $60 million. And yep. it's starting to smell like a huge scandal. So, you know, yep. citizens' trust in our governments, unfortunately, has gone down the toilet. Um, yeah, we, we have so. a similar situation with a children's hospital. Um, yeah. yeah, And our TV, our our national broadcaster as well. Yeah, um, RTE. You know, I know. I've seen over, RTE over, has gone absolutely woke. I've seen some interviews and, oh, my God, yeah. they've gone. We won't completely off the you know off their rocker <laughs> yeah well you know when, when times are you know obviously uh tough with um cost of living and uh yeah. you know infl inflationary um uh, inflationary uh, um measures coming in to uh to curb that you know it's it's it, 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 it's difficult to see these large sums being spent you know um so poorly so look, we won't we won't go into that today. We're here to talk about nope, cybersecurity. Nope, but look, nope. we'll, we're I think we'll finish up on. It's all good. Uh, you guys keep doing what you're doing. Uh, you know, and, and spread the good word about uh, cybersecurity and the, the need to take care of it. You know, yeah. to try to, to to bring that top of mind to entrepreneurs. Talk to the entrepreneurs, the owners of the companies. Let them know they stand to lose their business if they don't address it. So that's a wrap. A uh, big thank you to uh, Jacques Sauvé for uh, participating in our podcast uh, today. I'll drop the links to Trilogian on, on the podcast description so you can check out Jacques' services and also uh, the links to Comsec as well. So um, that's it. And I hope to see you on the next podcast.